Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. So today we're joined by Tim Boyle, grew up right here in Connecticut, went to Xavier High School, played football there, onto UConn for three years before transferring to Eastern Kentucky and is now a member of the Green Bay Packers. Tim, to get started, for those who might not be as familiar with your path, why don't you talk a bit about what it was like, uh, we'll start at the beginning, growing up here in Connecticut and playing high school football for Xavier. What was that experience like for you, and how did that kind of set the tone uh, for your career going forward? Yeah, no, my my, uh, my Xavier career was was awesome. You know, played, played you know, freshman ball there and uh, didn't lose a game. We tied one game. Um, so won a lot of games as a freshman and then sophomore, junior, senior year, won three state championships in a row. So that really set the foundation of, um, you know, the, the mindset of winning and, and the, the, the dominance behind, um, my game of football. So I think that gave me a lot of confidence going to college. Um, like you said, yeah, I went to, uh, play three years at UConn, uh, didn't shape up exactly like I wanted it to by any means, but, uh, definitely a learning experience for me, um, met a lot of good people, a lot of good friends, learned some good football uh, that, you know, kind of projected me right into uh, Eastern Kentucky where I had a, a fun couple of years, learned a lot, like I said, and, uh, you know, that, that also helped me get ready for the NFL. So had my chance, had my chance and, uh, you know, signed with an agent, had a good pro day and, uh, you know, now I'm, you know, working my, my dream job, having fun, learning from one of the best in the, in the game. Going back to, to your UConn days, uh, I know something that's discussed a lot is getting Connecticut talent uh, in football to stay in state. Was that one of your reasons for choosing yep. UConn? And if so, do you think UConn is still an attractive place for, for in-state talent to go? Yeah, so my recruiting process was a little uh, was a little jacked up. So I was coming to BC, technically, um, and then decommitted from BC and was kind of shopping around and just, you know, towards the end of, you know, coming close to signing day son with UConn and I definitely had a little bit of pride um of, of wanting to be an in-state guy helping helping UConn get to new heights um but I think there's always a sense of pride you know you, when you're from Connecticut I don't think we get the respect that we deserve when it comes to high school football mm-hmm. and I think it's important I think it's important for uh, recruits to assess uh the program uh not only in the present but in the future and what uh, you know their goals are and, and what kind of coaching staff they have and if it's a right fit, but um, I think there's definitely some pride in the fact that I chose UConn to try to um, get them back on a map and, and get them ranked again and back into a, uh, a BCS Bowl. During your time at UConn, you played for three different coaches. You were here for Paul Pasqualoni, then when TJ Weist was here in the interim, and, and then uh, Bob Diaco. What was it like yeah. uh, from your perspective having to play for three different coaches? Yeah, it's, it's challenging in the moment just because you really can't get in a rhythm uh, from a from a uh, conceptual standpoint of you know running plays and all that kind of stuff, but it also taught me kind of how to roll with the punches and you know no situation is ever going to be perfect, so you have to learn how to adjust to the circumstances and um, learn how to get coached by you know multiple people who you know some may get you, some may not get you, and it's it's one of those learning experiences of um, you know it's not a perfect situation every time. So uh, a lot I learned a lot of good football, you know a lot of um, like a lot of good schemes that, that taught me a lot and, and I'm thankful for that. So uh, looking back at UConn, I don't think it's really a negative experience, more of a, a learning positive experience for me. 
Yeah, and you were probably put into one of the biggest games for UConn football, probably in the, the past few years at least, um, defeating Houston at home uh, when they were undefeated. You came in in the, yep. in the middle of that game. What was going through your head uh, You know, when you knew it was your time to go into the game and going up against tough competition like that? And uh, you know, it was kind of up to you and, and to help lead the way yeah. uh, to victory that day. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, Coach Giacco at the time did a good job of making sure that every single backup uh, was ready to go in the game. Uh, you know, his mentality was next man up. So, um, you know, I prepared like I was a starter the whole year. So, when Bryant went down, unfortunately, you know, I was um, I was ready to go. So I didn't really skip a beat and went out there and did well enough to win the game. You know, by by any means, I didn't play well, but uh, you know, got got us in a position to win the game and. Uh, Jamar Summers had that that game ending interception there at the end, and uh, probably one of the the coolest memories of my college football experience. Yeah, a- absolutely. And from the fans' perspective too, I'm sure, uh, especially given uh, UConn football play, uh, definitely a, a really shining moment for a lot of people. Also, during your time at UConn exactly. was the uh, now infamous civil conflict. What was it like from the players' perspective uh, when that was announced? Was that something players were able to get up for, or you know? might not have turned out the way coach Diaco wanted at the end, but uh, what were kind of some initial thoughts on that? Yeah, we, we took it serious. You know, it was a, it was a trophy game to us. Um, you know, like a lot of people said, I don't think you really create rivalries. I think that happens over time, but it's something that he got us ready for. And we had a clock in our locker room that counted down the days of that. And, um, you know, while I was there, we did a good job. And I think we, we beat them uh, twice, you know, during coach Diaco's, stay there so um you know it was an interesting time for us you know trying to you know create a, a rivalry game but it didn't really changed how we prepared you know kind of just went into it and played ball going on now to eastern kentucky what would you say was the biggest takeaway from your time at uconn that that made you the player you were at eastern kentucky yeah i think it was just adjusting to those harder harder times you know it's um, especially in the game of football, there's going to be so many fluid situations with coaches and players. So you just have to learn how to, you know, kind of roll with the punches and understand that, you know, it's not a perfect business. And I think, you know, that, that kind of taught me how to, you know, I think the biggest thing that, that UConn taught me, taught me truthfully was uh, I had three systems. I had three offenses in the three years and I learned a lot of football. So going into my uh, fourth offense at EKU, I, I pretty much knew the concepts. I knew how to read you know, the only really thing that changed was the was the verbiage. So I understood, you know, what my reads were, uh, how to process it fast, and I had a good system to uh, to learn the offense quickly. Yeah, and going from Eastern Kentucky, I, you, you said earlier when you were kind of giving some background on yourself, you you really made your mark uh, during that rookie mini camp. What was that experience like for you, and uh, kind of getting to to make the team there? Yeah, it was awesome, and it was you know. You have a lot of uh, you have a lot of confidence in your ability, and you just got to go out there and perform. It's uh, it's all the alpha dogs and all of college football meeting one place and, and playing it out. So, um, you know, it was good to see that I can compete against you know top players in college football, um, and from there just kind of you know snowballed into a, a great preseason. And um, I think the name of the game in the NFL is being consistent and not turning the ball over, and that's what I did, and it got me in a position to uh, to be in the same room with you know. Sean Kaiser and Aaron Rodgers. I, I think a lot of people, when, when thinking of, of players making the NFL, think of the typical draft process. From your perspective, what was it like going through that process? Not as someone who was drafted, but had to had to make a team uh, outside of the draft. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was interesting. You know, you, you, you go through, you know, the couple months of training and then, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get invited to the combine. And so my pro day was very important. You know, we only had, you know, probably 10, 11, 10, 11 uh, teams at my pro day, just kind of watching me throw and work out. That was huge. Uh, thank God I did a good job there. You know, a coach got me ready for that and very thankful for that. But, you know, the biggest thing is just um, making yourself available and making sure that these coaches know who you are as a person uh, and a football player. Because it comes down to, you know, obviously the name of the game is playing football, but, you know, they don't want to pick up a guy who's not a very good guy, you know, off the field. So um, making sure that you're, you know, on top of your game all the time and making sure they understand who you are as a person on and off the field is very important. So, Going from making the team, uh, I, I think probably one of one of your highlights probably has to be your two touchdown game against the Titans in the preseason. What was it like to finally step on an NFL field? Uh, you know, after all these uh, you know kind of trials and tribulations throughout your UConn time, Eastern Kentucky, now finally in the NFL, and you're you're throwing touchdowns in a game. What's that feeling like for you? Yeah, no, that was that was very that was very rewarding, uh, very rewarding because, like you said, just so many ups and downs, and for the most part downs, but you know you you fight through it and you are persistent and you uh, understand what's important to you in your life. And, you know, it finally paid off for me and by no means have I arrived or am I settled with what's going on, but just to see that hard work and that dedication pay off was, was awesome in the short term. And it, it only made me hungrier going into the season this year. So being on the Packers, I think everyone probably asks you this. What's it like getting to work under Aaron Rodgers? And what has he taught you uh, so far in, into your career? Yeah, it's been wonderful. Uh, Aaron's the ultimate pro. You know, he goes into every single week, you know, no matter how he's feeling or what our record is, he goes into every single week the same. Uh, he expects a lot out of our team and our coaches. And, uh, you know, kind of just learn how to, yeah, I picked his brain just in terms of how he goes through his week and how he goes through seeing defenses and how how slow it is for him. You know what I mean? It's just it's everything's just calm, cool, and collected. Um, and I just wanted to I also wanted to learn kind of um, how he approaches every week. Like I said, it's just he's been doing it. You know, this is his 14th year, so he definitely has a system. And I just kind of I wanted to see how um, you know Aaron Rodgers did that, and I, I definitely took some notes and I have uh, taken some of his things into my game and. Uh, the biggest thing on the field, I think, is just the, the way he, t- he he hangs onto the ball. You know, he doesn't turn the ball over, and that's something that um, if you do over a long point, period of time, you can play in this league for a while. On that Packers note, you, you play in Lambeau in front of a crowd there that's probably one of the most well-known uh, fan bases in the country. What's it been like uh, getting to be on the sidelines at Lambeau Field this year? Yeah, it's been awesome. The fans here are unbelievable, and it's it's been awesome. The, the atmosphere, the noise, the crowd, it's been awesome. It's uh Lambo is such a historic place, too, so I've been very blessed to be a part of this organization. You went through it a bit at UConn. What was it like uh, having your coach uh, your coach uh, part ways with the team midway through the season? Were you prepared for an adjustment like that, given what you'd gone through at UConn uh, and some of those yeah, opportunities? Yeah, yeah no, no doubt. I mean, I don't think it really changes, you know, how you go about the week. Um, you know, Coach Philbin did a great job of making sure we didn't skip feet uh, and that we approached it the same way we did with Coach McCarthy. So, um, you know, it's like you said, it's it's something that I learned while I was at UConn how to just roll the punches and, and adjust the circumstances. So that's what I did, and um, you know, a good bit of the team did that, and, it, and I think it showed in the last four games. Uh, a quick hitting question here: Have you gotten to interact with any of the other UConn players that are in the league? I know we've got quite a few in the league right now. 
even on the coaching side, your former coach uh, is now a division rival of yours, uh, Coach Pasconi being the defensive coordinator for the Lions. Do you, are you yep. jumping into these guys and, yep. and catching up with them at all? Yeah, so I saw I saw Coach Pasconi the first time we played the Lions this year and, you know, got to, got to speak with him for a little bit, you know, shook hands and, you know, reminisced on good times. And, and I saw Fuller Anzo Fatakasi uh, when we played the Jets doing well for himself. I did not get to see Obi. I uh, just missed him, you know, right. We, we just played the Patriots and the next week he got signed by the Patriots and uh, we haven't seen the Cowboys at all. So I haven't seen Byron or Andrew Adams because we have not played the Bucks. So uh, I think I look forward to seeing those guys. I think we'll play in, play in a few of those teams next year. So it'll be good to see them. I'll get you out of here on this question. You went up uh, against quite a few uh, number of teams that are in the playoffs right now from being on the sidelines and getting to see that game you know, at that level, is there a team that you've gone up against that you think has the best chance to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's challenging. You know, it's a, it's a good question. You know, there's so many teams, uh, you know, uh, that we ha- I haven't seen. I think the two teams that stand out in my mind right now, um, you know, are, are in the record speaks for himself are the Patriots and the and the Rams. You know, we got to play both those teams. Unfortunately, we lost, but those are definitely talented teams who could make it far in the playoffs. So. It'll be an interesting uh, month for us, uh, just looking at the, what happens in playoffs. Awesome. Tim, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really appreciate the time, and uh, best of luck uh, in your future with the Packers. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.